Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, here with co-host Andy Dolich. We're back here for episode two to talk a little bit about LOL, loss of logo. What's your next move? And we're going to talk a little bit about what's in your backpack, your success wheel, and some of your pillars, not only personally, but professionally. And we'll, we'll kind of give a, a high level overview of what those mean. Uh, you got to you gotta get the book, obviously, to dive into the rest and what the perspectives are from many of the professionals in there. But, you know, as I think about my journey, and, and it's really been an interesting process working with Andy on this, because he's he's done everything. He's the poster child. You would love to have a career that Andy's had. And, you know, I'm kind of early out in mine and you learn uh, some loss of logo lessons earlier than some, or, you know, in others uh, going from place to place moving, you know, you, not only are you talking about your logo of where you work, but your logo of your community and which one you belong to. And um, it's certainly an interesting one as Andy has an incredible path to, dissect and look at and talk about. But um, Andy, when I think about how I approach, you know, early on from a career perspective and looking at opportunities and not necessarily looking at the logo itself, but when I think about some of the the first things that I did in my career, uh, working at the Inland Empire 66ers as an intern and the Ontario Reign, I was fortunate enough to work at the Rose Bowl, which was kind of the, the first real big logo that you walk into and you understand, you know, what it means. But at the same time, um, underneath all of that, it's to your point, people. And there's good people to kind of lead that organization. You know, I go to Special Olympics and, you know, being able to work in Major League Baseball in a professional organization, um, then working for MLB at the league office and then working at a college institution at Purdue with Learfield and then it's PJ tour. There's so many different ways in which a logo means something different, right? And, and it's, it's fascinating depending on what area of the country you're in, who's leading the organization, your colleagues, your, your partners that you're working with day in, day out, your family. I mean, it's, it truly can mean something different in each transition that you make. Um, and, and I think what's most important is what's in your backpack, right? So what are the tools that you have that you're going to carry around from place to place? It's very rare, unlike Pat and Fred, who are other co-hosts who spend 30 plus years in one organization. It's very rare that you see that nowadays and ultimately finding who you are and understanding what makes you successful. And think, I'm thinking about my 13 business cards that I have framed. And I was listening to you talk about your career. You're going to have like 39 business cards by the time. Um, you have more than 13. You have more than 13. I do, but I have 13 framed. I got to figure out how to get the other six or seven on a much larger frame. Um, and I only have so much wall space that uh, my wife and partner of 47 years has allowed me to have. Um, I think the backpack is really a great um, prop in that these skills that you develop as you're leaving, um, you know, an undergraduate education and then coming out of graduate, whether it's OU, which we went to, or many other schools or B school, or none of that to start in sport. 
I always look at it that those skills are incredibly important, what you have in your backpack, and you can drill down to those. But to the other point of the macro part, it's what's in your head and your heart. The one thing that we know in the business of sports, you cannot fake it. If you think um, that uh, baseball season, when you finish with spring training and maybe postseason of 200 games is incredibly, uh, you know, lucrative and is exciting. You know, when you're working a 14 game homestand, um, you're working a 14 game homestand um, and you're in the office at eight and you're not going home till 11 at night and then you're back the next day. Not that I'm saying there are negatives in it, but you can't fake it. After a while, uh, if you come into this business, you know, you talk about loss of logo and what's in your backpack, you have to check your heart in your head. And if you're not in it, you're going to be out of it pretty quickly. Correct? Absolutely. And when you think about what makes someone successful in this business, it's different for everybody. Everybody has a different path. Everybody has a different way of being successful. Their roles are different. Where, how they deem success is different to each individual, right? For someone who wants to work in baseball, who wants to work, you know, all of those different home games and the days and the long hours, maybe success to them is just getting through the season <laughs> versus, you know, someone in sales that has a specific number that needs to get to X, X amount of revenue to hit their goal. And how you get there and what tools you have in your backpack, as you mentioned, um, is vitally important. Yeah, who knew analytics and metrics 10 years ago? And now, you know, there's a tidal wave of that. You know, I view myself to this day, what's your job? I'm a salesman and I'm proud of it. Um, and that's what my dad was. And I remember I have two older brothers and one became a chemist, the other became a doctor and my father and mother never got through high school and they were really, really proud. Of course, you know, a doctor and a chemist and then it's like, and you're going to do what, Andy? You're going to work in sports and you're going to where? Athens, Ohio, to do what? And what program that I never heard of? And for the first few years, when I'd come back from Athens, it was like, it was not a happy time in the family. And I was sort of like, yeah, here's my son, the chemist. Here's my son, the doctor. This is Andy. He's in sports. And my parents were not sports people. But my dad worked in the garment district in New York. And many people who worked in the garment district did something called betting on sports of every way, shape, or form. And when they found out that I was working in the NBA, and this is when the Knicks were like, the hottest thing going. Um, and I was working for the 76ers, my father would say, you know, I'm getting a lot of calls from customers that want to know about, you know, the injury that somebody, I go, oh, yeah, whoa, whoa, dad, we're not talking about injuries. Don't you understand what those people are doing? He said, yeah, they care about the person's medical condition. I go like, no, they don't. They're looking for a betting line, and I'm not going to talk to you about that. First of all, I don't know it. Secondly, if I did, I wouldn't tell you. And thirdly, don't ever talk to those people again. So 
it changed pretty quickly when he saw, you know, he talked about loss of logo and the sheen that it has. You know, my brother, yeah, he was a doctor. Yeah. Then we'd go out to dinner and I'd be introduced first, not last. And that's when I knew, yeah, baby, um, that logo's worth something. And that's absolutely the way it happened. I mean, you think about like what what significance a logo has, right? And you think about any family member that if you work for a team or a league or whatever, they go, hey, can, can you give me a hat? Can you give me a polo? Well, what's the essence of the hat and the polo? There's a logo on it, right? You're not just getting a polo just to wear the navy blue polo with nothing on it, right? It's the essence of what it represents. And so, you know, when you think about how that reflects or how that is um, represented across other industries. You know, I talked to my aunt who's in banking and she, you know, she used to work for JP Morgan Chase and she said, I had my identity so wrapped up in JP Morgan Chase because I worked at JP. Well, who was she, right? After she left JP Morgan Chase. She wasn't JP Morgan and she wasn't Salmon B. Chase. She definitely okay. wasn't, right? So, I mean, when you think about what a brand represents outside of sports, losing your logo of where you work, if you work at a company, you feel like you're part of that culture, that company, you know, that family, et cetera. But most of the time that logo is named after one person, not yeah, yours. Right. But I, you know, I go back to the story of, of family, which is what we're talking about and loss of logo, loss of, you know, somebody in your family and, you know, what can my older brother get you? Some industrial lubricant from his chemical company? Boring. My other brother, like, hey, can you get me a scalpel? Like, no, I don't care. Can you get me two for the Knicks and the Celtics coming up next week? Holy mackerel. Totally different story, right? I mean, it, it really is. But at the end of the day, your priorities of what's important to you are also different right? What, what your priorities are for your brother who was the dentist or your brother who was the chemist, certainly going to be different for you, not only personally, but professionally. They yeah. And that comes, that comes to what's, what's in your backpack. And once you get that first card, that business card, um, in your case, you probably remember yours. Mine was the 76ers, right? Part of a larger organization, the NBA not as large as it is today, not as global as it is today. And I was just an account rep. My job was to sell season tickets, but boy, was I proud of that business card um, because you know it put me that I had finally sort of gotten to a level that I never thought I could get to. And then it changed a bit when we went nine and 73 in the 72, 73 season. That was nine and 73. Yeah, yeah, not 73 and nine. No, the Warriors uh, did that. Yeah, we didn't. How, how do you peel back the onion layers in terms of what, what's most important to you? And I say that in respect to not only your professional career, but also personal because they're integrated. It's not a balance. There's no more balance. It's integration. And when we talk about the pillars, when you think about what a pillar is, right, it holds something up. It holds you up. What's and and ultimately, what are the pillars that are most important to you? 
Uh, very simple. Uh, first and foremost is family, family, and family. When you finish with family, then you can deal with health. Um, and, you know, everybody has a different faith. Um, and you hear that a lot, and that's important. But to me, uh, the absolute foundation has always been family. Again, because you're spending so much time at what your logo is that it, it might be shortchanging your family. Luckily, in early positions, I was working for people who also had families that were developing. And like a lot of tech companies today, they were not afraid to have kids come into the office, which in some other businesses, are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> Chase Bank, oh, hey, I'm bringing my kids in. No, you're not. Um, you know, maybe one day a year for 15 minutes, but not happening. Um, and the other is the fans. I have always thought of myself as a fan representative. I represent the fans. And so if you look at the logo, to the point that you made before, you don't see a lot of people walking around with, hi, this is my venture capital hat. I mean, that's nice. The person may be worth $197 million, but you know who cares? As opposed to, ooh, the Niners, the Giants, the A's, the Sharks, the Kings, Stanford, and on and on and on. So you don't have anything without the fans. And to your earlier point and what we've talked about, when COVID hit and the Rudy Gobert domino and sports shut out the fans because of safety, that just ripped the guts out of um, the essential nature of sport. And now it's coming back, but it's gonna be a long circumstance to get it back. And to me, um, family and fans, absolutely are the two most important foundational points for my career. Well, we certainly know you got to dive into the book a little bit more to find out, you know, who, what, what the others are, because I think what you'll find is that everyone's pillars are a little bit different than the other. Yeah. And some pillars are built out of salt and some are built out of concrete and rebar. And, and I don't mean to, to be cynical about this, but how you build your foundation in the career is really important. And I don't think we talk about this, you use it as an example, but some people immediately wanna to go to the penthouse, right? They get to the elevator and they push P for penthouse. And you might get there, but boy, when you're going down, that happens very quickly. And in any kind of building, if you watch it in the area in which I live, there's a tremendous amount of building here in the Silicon Valley, even with the pandemic. And you just see a lot of stuff being built underground level, right? Because you don't build something that's really tall or really big without a solid foundation. So it might sound, you know, a bit hokey, but you got to build your own foundation and give yourself as much opportunity to learn. And you can, you know, we'll talk about this, but the mentors that you have, those people that will share their information with you are just as valuable as anything that you could possibly get. What's the one question you have to ask yourself as you, as you go through this and you read and you get, you know, think about different perspectives. What's the one question you got to ask yourself? What is next week's Powerball number? I always ask myself that 
no. Um, what is most important is do you have the guts and the determination to turn down the job of a lifetime in order to keep your family together and functioning the way that every family member wants it to be. And that is going to happen um, to a number of people that read the book. It's happened to a number of people that uh, were kind enough to take their time and give us their stories. And you might think, uh-oh, it's all over. I said no to that. Am I crazy? And in many instances, it works out okay. And on the other side of the spectrum, when you're starting out, not to chase the big fancy logo to try and get that first experience. I think what you find is a lot of people who've had their start in this industry have found it in a place in which they didn't even know existed before they found their, they found themselves walking through those doors. Hi, I'm going to work in the National Lacrosse League in 1974 and leave the NBA in Philadelphia, sort of a basketball crazy city, even though we were not a good basketball team. It was still the NBA and you're going to work in indoor box lacrosse. Are you a moron or what? Well, um, that question is asked to me every day. Um, but I would say the opportunity to have more responsibility, to have more of an opportunity to learn, to take something that nobody really knew about and introduce it to a marketplace um, was to me an incredible opportunity. And I took a deep breath, um, even though the Sixers were very, very unsuccessful, but to go into a sport that nobody even knew anything about, um, that took uh, a little bit of, uh-oh, is this the right decision? And it turned out to be the right decision. Did, did you ever, did it ever cross your mind of what would someone think about me that I'm leaving this and going to another place? And would people see me differently, as you mentioned earlier? Sure. Um, as we've talked about many times, this is such a cosmetic business. What do you look like? What do you drive? Uh, what do you like to do? Who do you hang with? Um, and if you are affected by people's mumbling behind your back or what somebody says, that just doesn't really work. You have to have that strong spine and foundation in your own building as to who you are, or you can be brought down pretty quickly. I certainly, certainly hope that uh, many of you take a chance to read LOL. It's certainly going to be um, a good perspective and reflective book for you to dive through. And again, uh, like we said, what's your LOL story? Please share it with us. Certainly looking forward to reading yours and including it in the second version. Uh, and really, Andy, uh, I think a job well done again through all of the different partners that we've had to put this all together. Excited to see it come to life. It's great, Jake. And there's lots of lessons in LOL, right? Many, many lessons. Many lessons. LOL. Lots of lessons. See? Till next time. It has it has many, many meanings. You it know? does.